Well, you got that verse memorized yet? No. Well, today we're continuing in that journey, um, looking at uh, the spiritual gifts from the perspective that, uh, uh, that makes the most sense to me, which is one primary gift, one focused gift, and that manifests itself through different ways, as I see in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Um, so far, we have um, looked at three of the gifts. We've looked at prophecy. We've looked at um, service. We've looked at teaching um, found in Romans chapter 12. If it's prophecy, use it according to the proportion of one's faith. What was prophecy? Can anyone give me a definition? Not necessarily teaching God's word. Proclaiming God's word. Slight difference there. <laughs> Proclaiming God's word with truth and power in a timely manner. Remember that was the person who said, this is what God's word said, this is where we're headed, and this is what's going to happen if we don't get on to God's word. And live our lives accordingly. Prophesy. Service. Service was the person that comes up and, um, and has that ability to, to, to enable someone to meet their physical needs. Meet the physical needs of the church. Meet the physical needs to accomplish tasks for the body of Christ. And then teaching. Which was someone with the divine able to understand and give explanation or teaching of God's Word. And so it says, you know, if we prophesy, use it according to one's proportion of one's faith. If it's service, then service. If teaching in church, if it is exhorting in giving. No. If it's exhorting in exhortation. Now, exhortation, that's, uh, that's one of those big words. It means to exalt or encourage, we might say in our modern vernacular. Encourage. Let's give a definition. Definition of exhortation. The divine enablement to um, come alongside and need alongside um, to come alongside in need of encouragement to rescue, to come alongside someone, there's a missing word there, in, <laughs> uh, in need of, of encouragement to reassure, to strengthen, affirm, and challenge those who are discouraged or wavering in their faith. It's the ability to stimulate the faith of others. People with this gift are often asking, what must be done to fix this? How can we move to wholeness? 
breaking it down. It's divine enablement, which means it's not just you like to say, good job to everybody. Though that could be one of the things you do. It's God-given gift to come alongside. The, 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 the Greek word there is parakletos, which means to come alongside. That's what it means, parakletos, to come alongside. And it's the same word that's used of the, the counselor in John 15, 26. When the counselor comes, it says, the one will come to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who will proceed from the Father, he will testify. So that counselor, that word counselor there, it's parakletos, the one who comes alongside. So someone who is showing the gift of exhortation is showing the same is 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 use, is that counselor that word that we use counselor there to exalt to to encourage to show one's faith. So person, if you're one of those people that has this gift, you can come alongside someone and gift them. The goal here is to bring someone to wholeness, to fix things. Often it is comforting, loving, affirming. Not just affirming, it is challenging. Sometimes someone with this gift can actually be quite up in your face. Why? Because they're good counselors. If they see that you've been messing around instead of changing. These people often do make good counselors. Yes, professional counselors, but also that person in your own life that you just can go to. They can give you advice or just come up beside you and walk through the dark night of the soul. This is that person you go to them and say, I'm just having a really tough time in my marriage. And they come beside you and they comfort you and love on you. Of course, the flip side of that. These people will also, if you come up beside them for too long and they say, you know, you've been complaining about your marriage for X amount of weeks now and you're not doing anything about it. What are you going to do? You can't just sit there and complain. That's not doing anything. You know, you've been saying you've got a terrible marriage for 11 weeks now. I got it. I got that part. What's your next steps? You know, I gave you some advice. Did you do it? These people have a a long fuse. They're very loving, very affirming, but their, uh, their goal is to make you whole. So if you don't get whole after a while, they'll cut you loose. 
And they have to, otherwise you start dragging them down. I mean, you think about that person in your life that just comes to you, complain, complain, complain. Doesn't that drag you down? If someone has the gift of counseling, they're around more than probably you are because they're drawn to people that need wholeness. So if they don't cut you, uh, you loose eventually, you're going to drag them down. So they have to cut you loose. But they want you to see you to wholeness. And they reflect God, you know, in, God, in uh, Exodus chapter 34. God is described as being long of nose. Um, which is a wonderful um, idiom that means uh, he's what we call a, got a long fuse. He's slow to anger. I bet you didn't know that when the Bible says he's slow to anger, it means he is, is actually what it says is he has a long nose. Because that's what the, how the, they spoke of this in their idiom to say that someone was slow to anger. They got a long fuse. And uh, someone who's quick to anger has a short nose. Idioms are fun. <laughs> um, so maybe you're one of those. If you have the gift of encouragement, you've probably got a long nose, a long fuse, and you reflect God's long fuseness. But eventually, that fuse will go off. I know some of you are thinking, "I got a short nose." Um, I struggle more with that one than the long nose. Um, Long of nostril. So they, 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 they practice uh, application of, um, they, they will practice application of scriptures for wholeness. And um, they call us to godly living. They initiate, they explore, they, re- they, they entrust, they entreat. These are great people to have as friends. They just make you feel good about yourself and help you when things are troubled. The dangers of the gift of exhortation. There's always that danger, right? Dangers gift. They can spend too much time with people who only want temporary solutions for their problems. They're drawn to people that are hurting. So they can spend too much time with someone who only wants that quick fix and isn't going to actually change their life. But they keep going to them. And keep going to them. Another danger is they can become discouraged from the lack of results that in the, the, the lives of people they're, they're ministering to. That person's not doing the things that they want to do. And they get discouraged. Some of you, I see in your faces, you're like, I've been there. That discouraged because they're not changing their lives. These people, have, they want to see people's lives changed. And if you don't, they can easily get discouraged. And then they start thinking things like, well, I've told you, what, you know, what's the deal? What's going on? Am I doing something wrong? And it has nothing to do with them. Well, it's you that's not taking their advice or changing. People of encouragement, 
these are also people that sometimes get into bad relationships or into trouble with people from the opposite sex. I'll explain that. They encourage, they lift up, they exhort, they bring people into wholeness and they see someone hurting, they want to go to them and, and bring them to wholeness. But that can mean that they get involved with someone that they shouldn't be involved with. Or the person who is hurting can take what they're doing the wrong way. I, wait a minute, I was just trying to encourage you. I'm not flirting. We live in a society that sexualizes every relationship. And so we can get, it can get... Um, have problems with the other other sex can have problems with the uh, get involved start feel, having feelings for someone you're trying to counsel with and then they get involved with someone who just wants a temporary fix and then they end up in a failed relationship dangerous place to be in guard yourself that's why I recommend people with the gift of this ministry don't Work with someone of the opposite sex or sexual attraction, I guess I should say anymore. Um, because, unless you are working in tandem with another person of that same, because you can get into trouble. Someone may take it wrong and then they, you break their heart or they come and you start going too far with them. At first, this was just you talking, and then you became close. And I had a, a guy I once knew that he was a, 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 a pastor, actually, and he was having trouble with his marriage, and he started talking to his secretary. And, and this is actually all too common in a hotel. They just were talking, and then they got closer and closer, and she, he wasn't drawn closer to his wife and wasn't talking to his wife. They were just talking to his secretary, and they ended up having an affair, and, and that split the church. And, um, all because they were not careful with their gift. Good thing comes with dangers. All of these gifts have been this way. You notice that? Teaching can be puffed up in their knowledge. Prophecy can become in too much in your face and, and, and angry with you or, or, or too, too discouraged. Service people can become too focused on, on the physical needs and not enough on the spiritual at all. And, and we, we see this, this challenge that we have to tip. We're a body for a reason. We have to be in this together. One part of the body doesn't work, the whole part of the body suffers. So we have to be in this together. So let's ask yourself, how does the gift of, uh, um, of exhortation manifest itself? How does it manifest? Oh, you've seen this one before, haven't you? This is following that passage in 1 Corinthians where it lists the gifts, the, um, sorry, the gifts, the um, services, and the um, activities or manifestations. 
If you have the gift of encouragement, I mean, the number one way you're going to do is going to come up and come beside someone and encourage them, right? But it can manifest itself in different ways. We've talked about counselors. We've talked about pastors and teachers. You could, we could come up with evangelists. Helping. Have the gift of helping because it manifests from this need, to this desire to see someone whole. Administration. I love when people have the gift of hel- uh, helping and they also do administration. It's fantastic. They get things done. Miracles. That's up there too, isn't it? You know what a miracle is? A lot of times we think, you know, a miracle is, is something that we can't explain and it's, some, it's anything that increases your faith. <laughs> Whether that be something that we can completely explain. And the Bible has many examples of things that we can tell you exactly how it happened. It's still a miracle. Or something that God does that there is no explanation for it because it's just the only explanation is God did it. That's a miracle too. So miracle could be anything that increases your faith. And isn't that one of the things that I said was an encourager was about, what this gift was about was increasing your faith. Not every encourager or counselor, actually, for that matter, has the gift or exhortation. Well, I'm a counselor. I, you may be counseling out of your teaching gift or your prophecy gift or your service gift. But exhorters do make great counselors. So let's ask the question, is this you? Is this your gift? I know some of you are like, ooh, that might be me. I saw some of your faces, you're like, ooh. I'm, I'm, that, that, checks, that marks a lot of my check marks. And some of you are like, no. No, I don't, I don't care if you're whole or not, if you listen to me or not. I've already told you. Your gift of teaching, you're probably like, well, I taught you and you do what you're going to do with it. It's not my problem. Some of you are definitely like, though, that is, that's, that, that marks my check boxes. All right. And if it isn't you, that's okay. Maybe you were one of those. Maybe you were a prophet. Service, teaching, encouragement. What's next week? Giving. If you memorized the verse, you would have known that. <laughs> Giving is next week. We got giving next week, and then we're going to combine the last two because I'm on a time crunch because I got COVID when I first started this. I got to get back on my calendar because it's time sensitive. Well, some of it's time sensitive. All right. Is this you? This week I want you to focus. Is this you? And if it is you, how can I put my gift into action for God's glory? Not how can I use it at the church, though that might be how you use it. I think sometimes we at churches are, are hoarders of gifts, right? We just want to use it here at the church. You got it here. You got this gift. Let's put it here. Could be at the church. 
Could be at the gym where you work out. Could be at your house. Could be at the store where you do your shopping. Your office where you work. Or the place where you play dominoes. How can you use your gift for God's glory this week? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, I praise you today, Lord. I thank you for this wonderful blessing. I thank you for all that you've done for us and just lifting us up. Lord, I pray that you just get my Bible out. All right. What a wonderful blessing. I hope you guys got that passage memorized by now. Just kidding. Most of you are like, are we still in the same one? Is that really what we preached about last week? I'm not sure. Yes, that's what we preached about last week. Because this, we've been going through the spiritual gifts as I have made the most sense to me. And that comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, where it talks about you've got the same, we are different gifts, but of the same spirit. Different gifts, different ministries, different activities. And so the place where Paul talks about different gifts is found in Romans chapter 12. And Romans chapter 12, um, he lists seven different gifts. Prophesy according to one's proportion, one's faith. Serve, let them serve. Teach, let them teach. And exhort, let them give. Just kidding. Some of you guys are like, I missed that. That was totally over my head. <laughs> All right, prophecy. Remember what prophecy was? Prophecy was the divine enablement to proclaim God's truth with power in a timely and culturally sensitive message. So you see what God's Word says. You see what the path we're heading on as a nation, as individuals, as people. God's Word, where the where our path differs and try to call people back to the word, the way, the path, the path of God. What went wrong is one of the main questions you guys ask, you ask if you got the gift of prophecy. Service. Service was your the divine enablement to attach spiritual value to physical activities, physical accomplishments, physical tasks. Focusing on on how we can make life better. Doing the physical work. Meeting the physical needs. Teaching. Divine enablement to, uh, to understand and give detailed explanation of biblical truth. It's the ability to search out and validate truth that it has been presented to you. Today we are on the fourth gift, which is encouragement, or your Bible may say exhortation. Exhortation is that gift that means to, um, to exalt, to lift up. Let's define exhortation. The divine enablement to come alongside of someone in need of encouragement to reassure, strengthen, affirm, challenge those who are discouraged or wavering in their faith. 
someone with a gift of encouragement has the ability to stimulate the faith within someone else. They're the ones that ask the question, what must we do to fix this? What must be done to fix this? How can we get to wholeness, we might say, to become full, whole, healthy, of sound doctrine? You know, that sound doctrine, um, I was thinking about this this week. A lot of times we use sound to mean, like, correct, but that's not really what the word means. It means healthy, like you're of sound mind. It means you're of healthy mind, not you're of correct mind, you're of healthy mind. So if we're going to be sound in doctrine, we're of healthy doctrine. There's a difference there. How can we become sound? The biblical word there, uh, parakletos, is the word he uses for encourager. And that word is the same word that we see in John chapter 15 to be used of the Holy Spirit. It says in John chapter 15, 26, when the counselor comes, the one who will I, the one who I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify about me. The Holy Spirit there found in John chapter 15. The word counselor there, parakletos, encourager. It means to come along beside. That's what that word means, to come along beside. So someone with the gift of parakletos has the gift of coming along beside someone and living life, encouraging them through life, leading when they need leading. Come alongside someone. The goal is to bring wholeness, to fix things. They're often comforting, loving, affirming. But they can also be challenging as well. They can be in your face. Especially for those who they've come along beside and those who, they, who don't want to change. Or they see messing around. These people can become, are often good counselors. Yes, professional counselors, but often just, you know, that person in your life that you know you can go to when things are tough, when things are rough, or when you're just not, not sure which path to take, or you just need someone beside you. These are those. You go to them and you say, you know, I'm having trouble in my marriage. And they come beside you and they comfort you and they love you. And they help you through this difficult time. Of course, on the flip side of that is they want to see you whole. So if you come to them and say, 
I'm having trouble with my marriage. And they, they say, and you say, I'm coming to have trouble. And they come to you and say, you know, you've been saying you've got a crappy marriage for 11 months now. What are you going to do about it? I hear you. You've got a problem in your marriage. Got that. You can't just sit here and complain. Because they want to see you get whole. They want to start taking steps. How can your marriage become better? Marriage is just an example I use because so many of us have problems with it. When the divorce rate is over 50% now. These people have what we might call a long fuse. They are very loving, very affirming, and they can help for a long time. They emulate Christ or God. You know, in Exodus chapter 34, it says God is slow to anger in most of The word there, it's an idiom. Idiom is one of those words where we say, like, it's raining cats and dogs. It's not actually raining cats and dogs. We just mean it's raining a lot. Uh, well, the word there is to be long of nostril. So God's long of nostril. So if you have a long nostril and long nose, it means you, you're slow to anger. These people tend to be long of nostril. So if you're slow, or you've got a short nostril, that means you've got a short fuse. Some of you are sitting there, that's me, I've got that short nostril. They reflect God's long nostril. Don't you love idioms? They're, they're practical people, and they, can, they, they, they have a long time. But if you don't start, eventually they will cut you off. If you just complain, 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 eventually they'll just say, I'm done. And they have to, right? Otherwise, because they're coming up beside you, and if you just complain, 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 how many of you guys have ever been around someone like that? Just complain, 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 complain. It starts bringing you down, doesn't it? And they're more so because they got the gift of, of, uh, of encouragement, of, of coming up beside someone. So they're going to come up beside even more pro- people and complain, 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 complain. It's going to start dragging them. So at some point, they've got to cut you off because otherwise they're going to be dragged down and they're not going to be healthy. It's not that they don't love you, it's just they ain't got time for that. They need to be healthy too. So at some point, they're going to cut you off. If you just complain, complain, don't actually take steps. They're coming beside you and you say, well, I just want to sit here and sulk for a while. That's okay. You're going to act like uh, Job when he's you know, in front of that fire pit and he just, woe is me, which is very justified. You go read that book. He's very justified in wanting to weep in his, in his ash pit. But a counselor is going to come up beside you and, and act like God at the end. You know what? You've been here for the, a lot of time. It's time to get up and let's go do something else. And if you don't, they're going to eventually cut you off. They call us to be godly. And live godly lives. 
these people are great to have as friends. But as with all these gifts, there's some dangers to it. There's some dangers to all these gifts. You notice when we were talking about the dangers of this gift? Like prophecy, they can be uh, two in your face, two you need to get right, two, you know, fire and brimstone, you know, you know. Teachers, they can be too much puffed up because they, they know, they, you know, or service people, they can become too focused on the physical task and forget that there's a, a spiritual world out there and judgmental people that don't take care of other people, you know, like, why aren't you feeding this person? There's dangers in all these gifts, and there's dangers in the gift of exhortation, too. Like, you can spend too much time with someone who only wants a temporary solution. You come to someone, and they just want you to solve their problem initially. They want a temporary solution. Like, they want you to give them money and not show them how to balance their budget. You know, they can spend too much time with someone who just only wants that temporary fix. And then what's going to happen is they're going to be back with that person over and over and over and over again. And nothing's going to change. Or they can become discouraged when people they're ministering to don't change. Don't take the next steps. They start thinking, well, is it me? Is it something I've done? What's going on here? Is it, is, is, it, is it my problem? And so they can become discouraged. Another danger with people with this gift is because they come up beside people is they often want to come up beside people and it can get them in trouble with people from the opposite gender or sexual orientation, I guess I should say nowadays. Because they come up beside someone and they say, well, and, and that person can either say, oh, well, I thought you were flirting. They can take it the wrong way. And so they can become dangerous for them because they get involved with someone who's taking it. They, you know, you're just coming up beside them and helping them get their life right. And they're coming up beside you and thinking that, hey, you're interested in me and, and being more than just someone who. On the other side of that, they can actually become involved with someone. The danger of having this gift is they seek, you know, what doctors always marry sick people. People with this often have the tendency to seek out people they come beside and they get close to them. Unhealthy people that just want temporary sex and so they end up in a bad relationship. And we have to take, be aware that they are in a bad relationship. And so they have, this is a danger of this gift. That's why, you know, I recommend people that when you're coming alongside one, Take someone of the same gender that's with you, you know, of that person. You know, if you come up, you know, if you're going male, you're ministering to female, take a female with you so that there's no confusion going on and also to keep you from getting in too deep or take someone with you because it can be a danger. 
Remember, you've got to stay healthy as well. The gift of encouragement is so important in our in our lives because they 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 stir up that faith when we are feeling down. We need people like this in our lives, right? People that you know what you're struggling. I can see you're struggling. Let me come beside you. And this can manifest itself in different ways. The gift of exhortation can manifest itself. Um, and in, 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 in things like, yes, counselor. We've talked about coming aside counseling someone. But also it can manifest itself in other ways, like pastor-teacher, evangelist. Why? Because they want to bring you to wholeness, right? And what better, more important way to bring you to wholeness than get you on the path in the first place? Got to bring you to the starting line with Jesus Christ prophet helping administration miracles you know what a miracle is a lot of people we, we get confused what a, what a miracle is a miracle is anything that helps your faith grow and we see this in the bible too we see examples where we could tell you they, they say it's a miracle and it is a miracle but we can tell you exactly how it happened we can tell you exactly what happens because scientifically we know exactly what happens. It doesn't have to be something that only God can do. It's a miracle because it strengthened your faith. Doctor, you went to the doctor and the doctor healed you. That's a miracle. But you know what? It can also be something that only God can do. And we have examples of that in the scriptures too. You know, stopping the sun, that's... It's pretty much outside of our realm right now. And if we could do it, I don't think we'd want to. Not every encourager ends up as a counselor. But what they do is they come up beside you and lead you through life. Now, some of you... Are, you know what, this checks a lot of my boxes. This is me. I can tell you I'm an encourager. I can tell you I encourage. And, we, you know, I say, well, I'm not really good with people, but you are, but you talk to people on the phone, you send them letters, and you, you, you know, that's you. You're encouraging. You encourage them. You come up beside them and do life today. They're always calling you, you know, you, they're always calling you and with their problems and you're like, I don't know if I want to deal with this, but you, 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 you do it anyways because you love them and you want to, because you got the gift of encouragement. And some of you are like, you know what, that's not me. I can tell you what, that is not me. You know, gift of teaching. You're a teacher. You say, well, I told you what to do. Everything else, that's your problem, not mine. You're the prophecy. I told you what God's word said. You want to get over yourself? That's your problem. You're not going to come up beside it. I'm going to tell you what to do. But some of you have the gift of encouragement. And if you have the gifts of encouragement, 
That's wonderful. Use it to encourage, to come up beside. If you don't have the gift of encouragement, you have another gift. You You might have prophecy, one of the ones we've already talked about. Prophecy, service, teaching. You may not. You may have one of those we haven't gotten to. Use it to encourage. Use your gift to encourage. Use your gift. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's prophecy, then prophesy. You know, you be some of those churches, right? Every gift is giving. If you teach, then give. If you prophesy, then give. Because what are they interested in? The money. But the Bible, can you imagine if all of us had the same gift with the same outcome? We need the body for different reasons. And if the body's not healthy, then we're not healthy. And so we, if your gift is encouraged, then you show Jesus by encouraging. You come up beside. If it's service, then you show Jesus by coming up beside you by serving. And it doesn't have to be in the church. Yes, we need people in the church to volunteer and be here at the church. But we don't want to be like, churches sometimes can be hoarders. Not just physical hoarders, though we all, every church I've ever been in has got that room. Um, <laughs> spiritual gifts hoarders. You know, you got the gift. Well, we'll put you to work here at the church. We get, oh, you got that gift? Let me put you to work here at the church. Oh, you got that gift? Let me put you to work at this church. And it's wonderful. We need people in the church to be doing about the Lord's business of the church. But you also, you're, you may be using your gift at the gym where you work out. You may be needing to do it at the, the grocery store where, you, where, you, where you, you buy your groceries. Or at that place where you play dominoes every week. Use your gift. Yes, here at the church, there's lots of places you can get involved here. But out there, that's where the people are. There's a reason why God left the 99 and went for the lost one. We'll be fine. Use your gift. To show the love of Jesus Christ. Is this you? Father God, we praise you today, Lord. We thank you for this wonderful blessing you bestowed.